Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome in to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. The official podcast of your New Orleans Pelicans. A podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. It's time to flock up. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. It is game night. Pelicans taking on the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. A little different time, 730 Central. It's normally, you know, the 9 o'clock hour, but it is the first game of a doubleheader nationally on ABC. So uh, we should be fun on that. Nationalized getting a chance to check out our Pelicans. Coming up on today's show, Aaron Hartigan. You see her all the time on the telecast over at Bally's. She will be joining us to give us her thoughts as to how the team has performed so far this season and the prospects, perhaps, of what kind of year this could be now that we have turned the calendar year to 2024 and we're keeping our eyes set on a possible postseason run. Jim offer Pelicans.com, as always, joins us to discuss these things and more. No, no game last night. Nice day off on Monday. believe the team got back to practice on Tuesday. Now it's game day here as well. And as we enter game day... I believe since we last chatted on Monday, the Pels have moved up a spot. Yes, they uh, moved into sixth place in the Western Conference standings by virtue of Dallas losing um, Tuesday night. A bit of a surprising result to the Grizzlies considering John Morant was injured and is now out for the season. So Pelicans are in the top six. I guess six is kind of a important magic number right now for New Orleans because, by the way, they're sixth in the NBA.com power rankings now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also sixth in the athletic power rankings. ESPN has them 11th, so I guess we need to do some more convincing with ESPN. But um, good. that's very good, good news as far as just people are definitely starting to pay attention in terms of some of the things that the Pelicans have done well lately. A um, couple quick things I wanted to point out from NBA.com's power rankings and John Schumann. Um, people should read his Monday power rankings whenever you get a chance, because it's just extremely informative. And um, one of the things that he mentioned in there that I thought was really a, a good point was or Pelicans, and keep in mind these stats are through Monday's games. Don't They don't include Tuesday. Um, but nonetheless, Pelicans are shooting 45% from three-point range over the last six games, 
and it's the third best stretch of six games that any team in the league has had this year. So just to show you, I mean, kind of an extended span where they've been knocking down shots, that moved them from 16th in the league in percentage to 6th. Wow. So we're talking middle of the pack, pretty good, to now they're, they're almost getting into that elite tier of three-point shooting, which is very good news considering before the season I think everyone listed that as a concern or a weakness or something that yeah. you need to monitor. Um, within that, C.J. McCollum has made 29 three-pointers over the six games, shooting 54% from three-point um, arc. His 45% for the season is his career high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the guy has just been red hot. And last thing from John Schumann that I thought was also interesting was um, if you look at the the games played between the top nine teams in the Western Conference, Pelicans have the most wins among that group and the third best record at 10-7, and seven, so winning percentage-wise. Um, and the best p- point differential. Some of that obviously comes from they beat Sacramento by 36 and 33. But nonetheless, if you look at the games played between the, the best teams in the West, or the, in this case, the top nine teams, the Pelicans have actually fared very well. 4-0 against Sacramento. I don't need to go through all of the list, but people know that they've beaten pretty much all of the teams in that group at least once. So bodes well I mean, if they can keep um, keep that up. Over the rest of the season, I think they'll have a chance to not only stay in the top six, but maybe move up. And then, you know, as as Schumann pointed out, there's three more games on this road trip that are against that group of teams um, that are over 500 in the Western Conference between the game Friday against Denver and then the two games against Dallas on Saturday and Monday. And it kind of goes back to the point that I was saying this team is their competitors. I, I think you, it, you just went through it statistically. They're showing that they can compete night mm-hmm. in night out against the top teams in the Western conference. A lot of that has to do with personnel and getting players to play to their potential and stuff. And I know there's been a player that we've kind of talked about a lot. I know the fans always talk about a lot. It's the team's first round draft pick in Jordan Hawkins. Where have you seen sort of his growth and, and what stood out to you from the last game? Yeah, I mean, he's been back in the rotation lately. Um, other guys being out has definitely helped in terms of get, being able to get him back on the court. Um, but I think in addition to just the way that he's played and the way everyone knows that what kind of shooter he is, that was his reputation coming in into the NBA out of college. Um, I think he's mature too. And one, one of the clips that I wanted people to hear, I'm sure some, a lot of people heard this post game um, after the Sacramento game where he talked about kind of his role, but um, he did a post game interview with Todd Graffanini where Todd asks him about, you know, the situation of going down to Birmingham. And then this clip, I, I think people would, would enjoy hearing will enjoy hearing this because it just shows kind of Jordan's mindset. You went to Birmingham, you obviously had a good game, but uh, just t- tell me about your thought process when you went to Birmingham and, and you played with the squadron when you weren't really getting enough time out here with the big club. Just your mindset when you went to Birmingham before you came back up. Um, I knew it wasn't a punishment or anything, they made that really clear. Um, I, they just uh, put me down there for my development. Um, and I think I took a full advantage of it. I got a chance to play, got a chance to run, uh, got the chance to shoot any shot I wanted to, be, to be honest. So uh, I took a full advantage of that and just went out there and played my game. Uh, stayed professional, uh, and, and I had a lot of fun out there. So Well, that's the key, my man. You got to stay a pro, and that's exactly yeah. what you did. And right. Look, 
as you said, you knew it wasn't a punishment. They talked you about it, and you're going to get your opportunities here with the team just because of the way things work. And to your credit tonight, you knew you were going to get your opportunity right. because Jose was not there, Zion was not there, right. but you took advantage of it. Right. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I did that earlier in the season as well. Uh, when guys were out, uh, I just stepped up, uh, played my game, and played hard. Uh, for the guys that weren't there, like Trey, uh, Jose, uh, the early energy, uh, early injuries like Najee. So uh, I'm going to continue stepping up when I ever get the chance to. So. All right, so there you go. And look, I, 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 it is tough. And then it was interesting. I saw somebody post this, and we'll get to Aaron here. But, Jim, when you look at the list of players that have gone back and forth and gotten some time in Birmingham, it's a pretty good list. Yes, I mean, it's so easy to forget that you know, for example, Trey Murphy had a lot of ups and downs in his rookie year. He was in Birmingham for a while. Um, Herb Jones was one of the guys that was able to avoid that in terms of by his second game, they were they put him in the starting lineup. And But he's definitely the exception. Most rookies have either a situation where they have some inconsistency or they're on top of their game, but that doesn't mean on a quality team right. that you're going to play a lot. So I think those are that's one thing that Jordan has, has dealt with is – he, as he said too, you know, it wasn't a demotion. It wasn't a punishment. Um, he's played well. It's just a matter of sometimes, I mean, he's in a, in a rare situation where he was drafted in the lottery, but he went to a team that was not struggling and a team that has plenty of talent and plenty of options at some of the positions that he plays. Yeah, no doubt. And I think you'll be able to help out as the season goes along. Time to welcome in, I know, probably one of our favorite guests for sure. If not, we have to say that since she's listening. It's Aaron Hartigan, part of the Bally Sports Telecast, part of Pelicans Basketball Telecast. You know who she is. Covers Pelicans, talks Pelicans, does everything for uh, all the people that love Pelicans basketball. Jim Eichenhofer, let's welcome in Aaron Hartigan. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Aaron, it's great complete, to have you here. Complete, complete from yoga. Mm-hmm. With a little Starbucks going through the veins and uh, and fresh off a a pre show push up challenge by Nancy Lieberman the other night, so I'm ready to rock. I'm I'm, I'm starting the new year off right, my man. <laughs> oh, that's along the same lines. Of Jim and I were talking about who would uh, win in a game of you know 21, and, and who would we take? We asked David Wesley, uh, "Am I am I taking him or am I taking Antonio Daniels?" And he he was quick. He was like, "I'm just going to sit in the corner and shoot the corner three. I'm like, "Well, that's what I thought I would do. That's why I'm asking an NBA player. I had no idea I'm going to be the one expected at five seven, mind you, Aaron, to rebound, box out some guy <laughs> named Antonio Daniels. So I got thrown under the bus quickly by Wesley. 
Yeah, put me on the sideline rooting y'all on. It is a thrill to be on with you guys this new year. I miss seeing you in person, but I love what you guys are doing here on the pod. So it's an honor to be on with you. Well, we thank you for coming. Um, how how cool is it what the Pels are doing right now? Because Jim and I have been talking, and you said you listen. I I think this is a better team, a deeper team, even though maybe the win loss record and Zion stats and stuff like that are a little different than last year. But don't you think that this year is different than last year? And if so, why do you think so? You know, I I think one. I I want to celebrate the fact for a second that Willie Green earned his 100th career victory this season and was the fastest to reach that mark in team history. I think um, it silences the voices that for whatever psychological reason thought he was an issue at some point this season, Um, which, which I was vehemently against because, you know, he, what he's built here is remarkable and it's been such a joy to watch the growth of his vision through these three seasons. And um, and I think it just shows that the trust, the life he's breathed into that locker room is coming to fruition. Um, I, I know a lot of folks, you know, were calling for his head for whatever reason this season. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm laughing, thinking Willie Green ain't out there on the floor performing. Like, yes, he's controlling who's in, who's out in the rotations. But at the end of the day, He's inserting various individuals into various circumstances because he trusts them in those specific elements. And he he trusts that they will execute the vision that he holds. So why not trust yourself in that circumstance? And I think you're beginning to see the players buy into that trust and actually possess that on the floor. Um, and, and, and you see that with this six-game road win streak. I think that's proving... An idea that I'd had for some time, but, I, but an idea that I'm beginning to believe that this team thrives in that us versus everyone sort of situation. We saw that a couple of years ago in the playoffs, Pels yeah. versus everyone, right? Um, I like this team on the road. I, I like this team away because they're together. There are fewer distractions and and they thrive in that us versus whichever venue we're visiting sort of scenario and if I could and not to get too you know philosophical here but if I could go into that locker room this year and say so which no one needs me doing but if I could I would want every single pelican to look inside themselves at what each and every one of them does well and and you and this this kind of goes to your point of of the last podcast you guys mentioned this daunting stretch ahead right and it is you know there are a lot of weird flight times and tip-off times and we're, we're you know creatures of habit but we're also not immune to life on life's terms we things that we can't control we can't control the nba schedule and what's ahead what we can control is we can narrow it down we can keep it simple i would love this team to just keep it simple moving forward this year and really narrow in on what it is you bring to this team's table herb jones no one contains an opponent like you no one slows anyone or frustrates anyone or makes anyone work for a possession or earn a shot more than you do that if a shot falls throughout the night great but do that Jonas Valanciunas you were blessed with this God-given size uh unlike anyone else on this team own the boards rebound if your shot falls great but uh, no one should out rebound you Brandon Ingram, you were you were quite literally born into a gym and you have lived there your entire life. You have put in the work. Trust that. 
trust that shot. And when the shot's not there, my friend, you also have the ability to pass is what we've learned. Trust the teammates around you. Make the pass if you need to, but trust the shot. If you if if you if you see it, if you got the green light, let it fly. But I, I want I I want everyone to really see what Willie Green sees in them and embrace that. And I think we are beginning to see those pieces come together. And man, when you when they each bring that to the table, it's quite the course. It's quite the course. And we've seen that meal against Sacramento and Minnesota. And I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, tonight against Golden State. I don't know. I think the team might be ready for an Aaron Hardigan pregame speech. <laughs> I feel like we had the makings of something there where I was, I was right. I know you didn't want to keep going and go through the whole team, but I was ready to run through a wall. Yeah, I want to know <laughs> what you there. sees inside of me. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, actually we, we might need the pep talk more than the team and the players do, but one of these times we're going to have you in for a, a pre podcast pep talk. So. But but I and, and I know that I, you're, people are probably rolling their eyes at that. But I've had a lot of conversations with Antonio Daniels, which is probably where a lot of this spurs because he has some great insight as just a player. And at the end of the day, I know I sound like a youth coach, a youth basketball coach, but it comes that like the game is as simple as it was then as it is now if you let it be right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And and I think when when this team keeps it simple. And they focus on what they do well. Yes, you game plan for an opponent. So tonight against Golden State, they're like one of the worst teams in transition. And so push the pace, do that. Mm. You know, you can game plan for that. You know, I, I'd like to say that, especially with Chris Paul out. But if you if you focus more internally on what you do well, it makes the, the opponent or the upcoming stretch less daunting, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what Willie Green has instilled here. And I think that going back to my point of why I love seeing him celebrated for that for that fastest 100 mark in franchise history that that we need to continue to trust in that and um and i just it's just been such a joy to watch what he's built here and i and i love seeing it come to fruition on the floor as we have so to think tonight could be a seventh straight road win at golden state draymond Mm -hmm. green just reinstated after that 12 game suspension let's hope he's not kicking anyone between the legs or throwing any punches tonight (laughs) but he comes their basketball moves aaron remember their basketball moves (laughs) Let, He's yeah, trying to sell the call. I don't know what you're watching, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> much, like, much like working with Nancy Lieberman, you never know what's in store when Draymond's on the floor. But he comes back just in time for Chris Paul to fracture his hand and have to undergo surgery. Yeah. So, again, going back to pushing the pace without him, Clay Thompson has has had a quote-unquote off season. But, you know, you keep in mind, gosh, the, the young man's come back from an ACL and Achilles injury. Those are two mm. very difficult injuries to come back from. And even then... He's still performing following those better than most would. So you can't take them lightly, obviously, but but it is a team that is that is depleted a bit and still and, and kind of still trying to find its chemistry, one that the, the Pelicans have clearly found. Um, and you, and you gotta take advantage. You gotta take advantage of that tonight. And I I, I feel good about the way this team is moving the ball, spacing the floor using the perimeter game, but also attacking the paint. Woo! The paint game against Sacramento, man. They Like, Sacramento didn't stand a chance against us in the paint. That was without Zion. Um, I, I, I just like the rhythm. And I think John DeShazer actually mentioned it on the show. He said it's kind of like a, a vibe or an energy you're feeling from this team. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. are feeling that. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, Confidence but, but I heard... is kind of what I use it. I it just, they, They're starting to believe in it and buy in it. You know, it's kind of like when... Maybe I I kind of um I grew up on the graph right with my two lane career and then also here so I'm I'm used to at any minute here it comes right here comes the collapse the snowball effect and all those things 
And, and that's what I was telling Jim in the last couple of podcasts that what you're starting to feel is, you know, in the games, the last couple ones, once those shots start going, those first quarters start going, Hey, they came to play or, okay, we're in the game. And then you just start seeing, and that's a difference to me, I think from this year to last year as well. I know athletes and guys have confidence that they can go onto the court and feel they can win. Do you believe you can win? And it's a lot different because when you're on the other side and you know that team's coming in, they don't care what you're doing. They think they're going to beat you. That adds a little stress to you. You're mentioning Golden State. The word that keeps popping in my head is confidence, right? Some of the last couple of games you're seeing after a loss, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, these are all world players. They've been great in this game. They have towels draped over their head. They're sitting on the bench long after the game in disbelief they lost. And you see that in athletes when, you know, that that plateau, and then you start going in the other end. It's happened to all the greats, MJ, all of that, where it's not enough anymore. Just them being out there is not enough anymore, where their shooting ability just isn't enough anymore. And that's unique, I think, because – when I look at this Pelicans team, I see a team that is confident, and that's different for me last year. Maybe it goes to what you were talking about, Willie Green. You can try to instill it. You know, I mean, a couple of years ago, you're hearing him say, you got to fight. Now I wonder, two, three years later, the players already know what fight is. And, and it maybe even started earlier this year because they didn't have that, right? And they had those yeah. meetings, and they had we got to figure it out. But you have seen this season, Aaron, this team fight back after bad losses or tough losses. Lakers, Dallas, Clippers, and come back and put back very solid performances, professional performances right after yeah. that game. Yeah, they've proven they, they can they can fall and get back up. This team has proven that. Can you stay on your feet? That's the that's the next step. Can you stay on your feet in that quote unquote fight, as you mentioned? And I think that confidence, as you alluded to as well, is coming at the right time because think about it. Tonight, they meet a drastically different Golden State squad than the team they saw in game three of the season. You have a chance to even the series with the finale coming later in April. You then have a chance to earn a tiebreaker over the defending champs in Denver on Friday, followed by a pair in Lucas House in Dallas. And and, and the Mavs, the Mavs series is going to be quite the gamble because we saw in the split on the Smoothie King center floor two very different teams on two very, you know, in that back-to-back. Yeah. -back. Pelicans, mm -hmm. of course, getting them when it actually counted toward the in-season tournament, which is another another thing I celebrate this season is the fact that they will forever be mentioned among the final four of the inaugural in-season tournament. Love that. That's something New Orleans should be, this entire city of New Orleans should mm -hmm. be uh, overwhelmingly proud of. But you have a chance to, at the very least, split with Dallas. And so these are, these are important series in terms of those playoff tie-breaking implications down the line. And I think you finally see this team, this younger Pelican squad, understanding the importance of these games early in the season for down the stretch. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not just another game. I mean, this, this could be what makes or breaks your entrance into the playoff or an entrance into a play-in at the end of the, the, the year. And I think they're understanding that big picture, but they're able to narrow it one game at a time. And I think that's an ability, that's some, it's a challenge. That's a challenging skill to develop with a squad. But I think again, Willie Green is instilling that look big picture, but then we narrow in, what do we do well? And, and I'd love to see that continue here tonight. One of the things that you said earlier, Aaron reminded me when you're talking about Willie Green and, you know, people's opinion about him, you know, earlier in the season, um, once in a while, I ha I have kind of a joke that I say to some of the other writers 
where I say, you know, the Pelicans are 22 and 15 this season, but you realize that uh, Willie Green is 0 and 15 and the players are 22 and 0. So it's kind of reflecting just the fact that, you know, the coaches never really get credit for wins when, when the, when the team wins, it's always like, okay, what players do we need to interview and talk to about how well they played? But when the team loses, it's always like, okay, well, what, what can the coaches do better? So, um, that was just something that, you know, I thought of, but in terms of just kind of big picture wise for the Pelicans, you know, you referenced the two games against the Mavericks that they played earlier this season. And I think if you really think about it from a big picture standpoint, that might've been the turning point of the season because after the first loss to Dallas, they were four and six and they've gone 18 and nine since then been one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. They've had some hiccups here and there. The, the in-season tournament loss was, was embarrassing as everyone admitted. And then they've had some recent, you know, one and two point losses, but um, from either the beginning of the season or that first Dallas uh, loss, how ha- has the way that they've played changed? Maybe the way that you perceive them um, in terms of what they're capable of in the Western conference, what, what's doable as far as, you know, maybe a seed that they can get. How, how do you think that your perspective has kind of been changed or shaped by just the way that just how well they've played over the last few weeks? Well, keep in mind, following that Dallas loss, on the Smoothie King Center floor again. As I mentioned, they turn around, defeat them as part of the in-season tournament, only to turn around and defeat the defending champs, who, oh, coincidentally, they beat this week, both. Yeah. This week. And they mm-hmm. did that on the home floor with the home crowd behind them. But back to my point, this team also thrives away. for whatever, and, and I've had these conversations with Antonio Daniels and David Wesley, guys that have been in those trenches, and they mentioned that there is a benefit to playing on the road um, again, specifically these two teams who you handled at home, now you're in their venue, finding a way to come together to rally in those scenarios. Us, again, us against everyone. Um, and and I it, and it, keep in mind, following the Lakers in-season tournament loss, they allowed that to kind of be the fuel forward because they haven't lost on the road since. Since that semifinal loss, yeah. they have not lost on the road. And so I, I just, I, I think... This team, whatever conversations they're having inside the locker room, they're understanding what they're kind of taking bit. They're taking wood for the fire, so to speak, along the way. And that was mm-hmm. that semifinal loss. They're like, we're never going to let that happen to us again. Right. And so they they recollected themselves. And again, I think they just went back to, OK, what does each and every one of us bring to this table? Let's focus on that because collectively when it all comes together, it looks as effortless as it did in that Sacramento win and in that Minnesota win. It, it was everyone contri- it, it, instead of, I guess when you, when you look at like, when you look at, you know, when you overwhelm yourself with, with a game plan and, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure my shots falling and I gotta defend. And then I gotta, I gotta grab the boards. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we're going to let hit like Jonas, you dominate the boards. I'm going to slow step tonight. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to frustrate him. I'm going to get in his head. And, you know, if Jose was available or if like a Dyson's available, all right, you're going to be there for the swipe. When I do, you know, when I, when I am making him work for this shot or this possession, like you're going to be there to, to make the swipe. And then maybe Brandon will be on the other end of the floor to make the shot. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a team effort. No one feels the need to have to go out there and do everything anymore. And I think you see that most with a guy like Brandon Ingram or, and even a CJ McCollum. Madison Hawk and I joke, it, it's no longer who's going to carry the load. It's who's going to share the load. We've mm-hmm. seen that in various games. The Lakers went on New Year's Eve. CJ McCollum ignited that offense in the first quarter. 
he got it going. He started fast. Brandon Ingram scored like 12 in the second quarter. Brandon Ingram was like, I got, I got this quarter. Like I got this frame. Zion was consistently efficient throughout the night and he was the closer. And so I think that's what this team does well is when they can share the load. We're not looking for one guy to carry things anymore. We're doing it collectively. And I think, and I hope, I, I, I imagine that's what Willie Green is preaching inside that locker room. The collective effort is a beautiful thing with this squad. Yeah, it's like I told him, I said it, it was crazy. You're up 50 against the fifth team in the Western Conference in Sacramento on the road and Zion didn't even play. Yeah. And by the way, too, I think Graf and I might need a mediator because I've been calling it a six game road winning streak and he's he called it a seven game road because I think he considers the Lakers game to be neutral site. Whereas I, <laughs> I consider it to be a, that to be a road game. So we're going to have to sort that out. But anyways, last thing from me, I, I figured on Western conference Wednesday, I would include you on a question that's interesting <laughs> yes. and for debate. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here of the three teams that are ninth, 10th and 12th in the West right now, Phoenix, the Lakers and the Warriors, which of those three should be most concerned right now as far as their their future and their prospects this season. Jim's really good at people putting people on the spot, isn't he? Is isn't he got, <laughs> if, if we if we do identify Jim's gift here, it's that. Mm. No. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 10 seconds to think about it because I think you can eliminate one already. Simple question. Is 23 free throws in the fourth quarter normal? Ooh. Because if, going if you, if you think it's normal, then you don't it, have to worry about one team in particular, do you? Yeah, it's going, it's going, <laughs> it's, it's going off about him afterward normal. It was it was very much respected by me. No, <laughs> listen, Raptors had all the incentive there. I mean, listen, I he he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong <laughs> in, in arguing that because, wow, yeah. you want to. Yeah, they're good. Time. They're good. They, they don't have to worry about their prospects. So I guess it comes down yeah. to the sons of the Warriors then. Since, <laughs> since Gus has eliminated one option, I'm eliminating one option when you can you get 23 for when eight of your last 10 possessions are at the free throw line and you don't even have to worry about shooting. Let, you're you're good. We'll see you in April. Let, let me let me ask you that. Let me ask you guys this. Let me spin a question quickly on you. Is the Western Conference deeper and more competitive this season than it was a year ago? No question. I think so. And I think part of the reason is because of maybe all the changes that they have. And it goes back to, I think something you said earlier, Aaron, the consistency and the fact that this team really hasn't had that much change, right? It's mm -hmm. gained in health and it's gained in experience and it's gained in more, you know, minutes on the court, but look on paper, Bradley Beal, Booker and Durant are magnificent. Look at where they are right now. It's taking some time and Beal's been injured. I get that. But that's the thing. The Pels have gone through that, right? Trying to get players together, having one of their top players injured. And some of the moves that these teams have made to bring more talent together, they've had to get rid of pieces that I think we all love to talk about. And I know you guys get excited about your Jose's, your Najee's, you know, Hawkins, guys like that, oh, Dyson. I mean, when, when you have to get rid of defenders, rebounders, guys that come in, contributors, because you want that one big player, there's a give and take there. And I think that's what you're seeing. The Pelicans, I don't think by coincidence, are, con are steady because they have their team. They know what they do. They know what everyone does well, to your point. They're now refining it. And I think when you're seeing a lot of those other teams, I mean, LeBron two weeks ago or a week ago, we suck. We need a whole new team, whatever, right? Then they go back and beat the Clippers the very next game. 
And then they get a little help from your friends, but whatever. I mean, the point is <laughs> that's that team is still very good, but it it's the continuity. It's it, it's do those things. So if you make moves come February, it, that throws in as well. So that's why I've told Jim on the podcast to me, January is awesome. If you can play above 500, stay where you are right now, four to six. I mean, there are a game and a half from fourth. I know it's early, but you can get out of this month four to six. I don't see any reason why, because other teams are going to be struck. They, they're going to be grasping. How do we get, how do we move? How do we do this? The Pels just have to stay steady. That's me. Well, so, so to your question, we're looking at, we're asking if like nine, 10, 11, like how concerned they should be. I'm, I'm even looking at third ranked Denver. They've shown vulnerability this year. Pels are sitting at six. Great. But even you should have everyone in the Western conference should have a small sense of you. You said concern, but I see it more as, it is anyone's game on any given night is what I've learned in this Western conference because yeah, of true. how, because of the parody we're finally seeing, um, which is what I love. And, and, and it's kind of, it's, it's funny, Jim, you've mentioned this before. Like when Denver won the title, it was like, we still didn't give them the credit they deserve because it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, we're going to throw them right back into a deep competitive Western conference and see if they can float again. You know, I yeah. mean, it's like, that's what it is. It's a massive pool. And I, I, I'm not much of a gambler. I, I'm not a gambler. My husband very much is, which is what we're working. No, we're working on that. No, but I, but I, I'm, I'm not comfortable putting my money on, on, on a top four right now because of the trends that we witnessed throughout the, mm-hmm. the Western conference this year, the, the ebbs and the flows, it, it's going to come down to who gets hot at the right time. And again, it's, it, it, and that's why I, I, I want, the Pelicans. I want New Orleans to focus internally as they move through this stretch on what they can control because there are so many incontrollables in this league with health, with, with, you know, star play with, 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 you know, some teams, you know, like some teams, you know, we've seen the Pels ebb and flow through the standings throughout the season. So control what you can control and, and almost kind of just, you know, see, See how it unfolds. I know that sounds. I, I know that that's probably not the answer you wanted, but I'm thinking one through twelve right now. All all should be concerned and all should be focused each and every night on what they can, you know, how they can win that one singular game because um, of how how vast, how how uh, how competitive it is, and how wide open it is. And that's that's what gives me optimism for New Orleans as well. It is wide open. It is there for the taking if you want it, Ooh, but one like game that. at a time. I like that, Jim. Is that I? I don't know if that's the answer you wanted, but that's the answer I like. I like it. Good? No, right. I, I like uh, it. it's it's an opportunity. You know, you can look at it like a challenge. Is even the schedule yeah. that they have coming up. But to me, it, it's better to yeah. look at it like this is a chance to really do something to prove something. Feel free to steal it, um, or or borrow <laughs> it, or just use it. Uh, I didn't, I you know, like copyright that, I like it. But um, I've been saying to me this month, January thirty first. I I want to I I want to know if I can start. I can upgrade to contender, and I think there's a difference. Competitor contender i think the pelicans are competitors any given night any team in the league and we're going to see the bucks coming up here boston's always a good one too as well again month of january so at the end of the month you're going to play and we did this exercise a couple weeks ago on the podcast where you name your top 10 five nba players the pels are facing them okay this month and those teams if you're above 500 and you play well and you match up because the nba is the world of matchups I would love to see if I can start saying this team might be contenders. And I think it's steps. And I think there's things you have to check off the list for that. Do you show up on the road and win? 
Do you show up consistently at home? Can you overcome injuries? Can you close out games in late situations? Those are all things the Pels still need to get there. But I'm curious if I can go as early as at the end of this month and be like, hey, I think there are contenders to your point. Why not them? Steps. But let's see. Let's see. But I'm I'm curious if this year, at the very least, the end of 2024, can we call the Pelicans contenders? That's where I'm going to be. Jim just nailed it. Opportunity. I love your your word, your word of choice there. Instead of challenging opportunity, it's an opportunity for them. Why not them? They're sitting sixth in the West right now. Why not them? They're one of the top 10 teams. Why aren't our, our teams sitting, you know, our teams on their respective podcasts asking like how, you know, how concerned they should be when meeting the New Orleans Pelican? It, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation to be had. And to your point, Gus, Yes, tonight is the night I see whether this team, this team is capable of falling on their butt and getting up, but can they stay on their feet? And that's that's this road trip. That's the remain. That's this road trip for me. Can they stay on their feet mm-hmm. and become what you said a contender? That's a contender. Yeah. Can they stay on their feet tonight? Can they stay on their feet in Denver? And then at the very least, at the very least, because again, we're keeping it simple. We're keeping it simple. We're not. We're not. We're not. You know, holding too lofty expectations. Or not at the very least, split the series with Dallas. Um. I don't know. So again, Pels are sitting top six right now, and they are very much in the conversation as one of the contenders in the West. Teams should fear them as much as everyone wants to fear everyone else. And I'm looking forward to tonight's showdown. It's going to be fun. Very hard again. Always fun when you come on our show. You guys are the best. It's so great seeing you. I have. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your year, as do the Pelicans. And again, I promise I won't do yoga before these, so it won't. No, be so actually, light, I you know, love it. You, you're, you're totally relaxed. You're in good spirit. <laughs> drink the Starbucks, and as far as I'm concerned, Jim does the booking, so uh, we can book you as much as you like. So. <laughs> Feel free. Come on. You guys are the best. Thanks for all you do. All right, our thanks to Aaron Hart again. Always a fun. We could probably do that for at least another hour and a half, by the way. Just let you know. <laughs> no doubt. For sure. I never got to ask other hard-hitting questions, by the way. Would she be a raindrop or sea spray off of a wave? If she was a tree, <laughs> which tree would she be? And more importantly, beignet or piece of king cake? Have to pick one. <laughs> and by the way. I forgot to ask her that. She, I think she dodged my question about the Suns, Lakers, and Warriors, but that's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let her i'll give her a pass on that okay, well you week. know we'll hold her feet to the fire the next time <laughs> uh she she is on for sure it, it yeah. is wednesday which means it is time for western conference wednesday what does that mean it is gus and um you know i was on a roll there for a while where i was picking teams that seemed to really be struggling <laughs> yeah. not so much this week because the team to watch last week was the clippers they won they beat phoenix twice they beat the pelicans obviously by 16 here and then they, their one loss was to the lakers by three um, so they had a good good week, and if the Pelicans went into this last stretch, or if more specifically, if I went into this stretch thinking, you know, maybe the Pelicans can pass the Clippers in the standings, yeah. didn't happen. Um, Pelicans had had a similar record though, so it's kind of the same. Um, this week's team to watch is going to be the Sacramento Kings, and it's very similar. They're slightly ahead of the Pelicans. They're twenty two and fourteen. The Pelicans are twenty two and fifteen. So obviously that's a half game. But another reason I picked the Kings was um, their schedule. At Charlotte tonight, quote-unquote, easy game on paper. But after that, Friday at Philadelphia, Sunday at Milwaukee, Tuesday at Phoenix, which should be an interesting game as well based on the way that the Suns have struggled a bit lately. So Kings are the team that I'm looking out for. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in future shows, but it's really interesting to me the rise of the Utah Jazz, who are now in 11th place and unfortunately for the Grizzlies, John Morant out for the season. But mm-hmm. if he had stayed healthy, um, I'm th- you, I think you're talking about an, 
an extreme dogfight just to get game. into the tenth spot. Yeah. <laughs> and and but as it is, I mean, the fact that Utah's there now and has pushed Golden State down to twelve. If Utah can maintain that, maybe there'll be a future team to watch in some of the weeks we have coming up. No. But I mean. The more teams that you get in that mix, the more dicey it gets for the teams that are right around 10 as far as uh, when the season's over, are we still going to be playing in mid-April or are we going to be done? And we saw that's what happened to the Mavericks last year. I think everyone took for granted, you know, they'll be in the play-in at least. I mean, they got Kyrie and Luka and yeah. they ended up finishing 11th and not getting in. And again, it's one of the reasons why you heard me the last couple of weeks tell you to you. I. I want to get as far away from that eight, seven, eight, nine, ten spot as possible because those teams are going to be battling some pretty good teams to be battling. Again, Golden State is not in the tenth spot; they're not right. bad. I don't want mm-hmm. to be battling them. So, the more separation I can get, the better. It should be fun. Yeah, this is a perfect example of what you're talking about tonight. As far as Golden State's in twelfth, yeah, Pelicans have about a four or five game lead on them. If you beat them, you add another game, and then also the potential for the tiebreaker. So, yeah, these are sometimes these kind of games in terms of getting a cushion between you and 10th, 11th, 12th place. It's almost like some of these games are worth two or three games because of the tiebreaker and then the head-to-head and, and just adding more ground between you and them. Just re- real quick, and we'll wrap up. 23 free throws in the fourth quarter is completely normal, right? <laughs> on that note, that's Jim Eichenhofer. Give him a follow over on pelicans.com. And, of course, Jim underscore Eichenhofer. I'll answer that for him. It's not. I'm Gus Cadnell, as always. Thank you for tuning us in. This is the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. We'll see you again on Friday to end your work week, hopefully, with a few more wins. Pelicans and Golden State tonight at 730. Enjoy, everyone. We'll talk about it on Friday. And thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or where you get your podcast. And be sure to give Jim and Gus a follow on X at Jim underscore Eichenhofer and GCAT underscore 17. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.